So what's up? Uh, you know, just, uh, I've watched like three movies this weekend. And I'm going to watch another one. It's just, that seems like that's all I really do now is watch films. Yeah, all I have done this weekend is also watch movies. I watched, we, we watched, well, I watched part of Snowpiercer yesterday, but then I had to go do family things. Yeah. I was watching that while trying to do web design at the same time, which is, did you know that the, inter- do you know that making websites fucking sucks? I was unaware. Websites fucking suck, dude. Um, yeah, I watched, we watched, I watched part of Snowpiercer, and I watched Knives Out yesterday, which is a pretty good movie. That movie whips. It should be a movie night soon. That's, yeah, I agree. Um, and, uh, then we watched, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is, I mean, this is a, this is a, a, by, like, by a technical definition, it's a movie, but we're still in the cold open, so we're not allowed to talk about it yet. Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about it here. This is just, yeah. um, we, we did watch something that could technically be defined as a movie. It was an MKV file that I downloaded to my computer. Yeah, it sure was. It had title credits, and it had end credits. There were actors in it. There were. Um, at some points, there were music. Yeah, always love to see that. They're, they used the camera. The, there was a use of a camera. Yeah. Uh, and also, oh. there were oranges. There were a lot of oranges, but we're still in the cold open, so you're not allowed to talk about that. How have you how have you been? How's your week been? Um, all I've been doing is website stuff relating to the podcast network of noisespace.xyz. The uh, I've never heard of that before. Ah, uh, it's a pretty cool network. Uh it's got some shows like Fear Baiting. Nice. That that sounds like a good name. That's all, that's a pretty good name for a podcast, if I do say so myself. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a pretty good name. It really tells you what you're getting into: the fear and the baiting. Yeah, we're all about just we're all about just cranking and hanking. Yeah, you gotta know this. This show is 100 percent about baiting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, sorry, smile. If, if you hear any background noise, smile is like. She's glass surfing today. She's been doing a lot of glass surfing. Normally, I let her just like run around my room a little bit and just like chill. Cause she but she shit on the her. floor on Tuesday. Well, she did shit on the floor on Tuesday, but um, I've been letting her like if it's been a day or two since her last dookie, I will let her out. But it's been three days since she last did a do, so she's not allowed out. No, no, you don't. You, you don't trust like that. I don't trust like that anymore. <laughs> I'm well, not if, you, on, if you hear any noises in the background, it's probably Stephanie. <laughs> Accused of Havo's girlfriend. <laughs> she also watched the movie last night, so there are points where she might just yell something out, much like I do when she's recording podcasts. Hell yeah. Queen shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It has been almost 100 episodes since the last time I was on this podcast. That can't be right. Now you were. That cannot be right. The last time I was on was when I was on for Pontypool, which was episode seventy-seven. That was not that. It was n- no way, no way. I have not been on since then. How have you not? Been, not even for a fucking. Not not even for a fucking Schlocktober. No, because you prioritized other people for Schlocktober because I'd been on a Schlocktober before. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were on for Scary Movie 4. I was on for the very good movie of Scary Movie 4. When I was um, watching this movie for this week, which I will not name yet because we're still in this uh, in this nice little opening section, um, I was thinking throughout that just like, I almost feel bad that I'm making Sarah watch this movie. But then I remembered that we did very much watch Scary Movie 4, so it's fine. Yeah. 
by I'm, far. I'm sure you've watched worse worse things. Oh, absolutely. This was... <laughs> at least this had, like, good moments in it, unlike Scary Movie 4, which, despite friend of the show Brooks's insistence, never really did pick up. I don't know. It was pretty funny when Charlie Sheen had a huge boner. And he... he remember when he killed a cat with it? He did kill a cat with his huge boner. Anyways, I think we've talked enough about Scary Movie 4. You want to get into this scary movie? Sure. everyone it's your number one youtuber cameo movie i'm sarah and i'm joined this week by friend of the show owner of the noise owner of the nose blah, 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 owner of the noise space matt gamecube that's me i'm a gamecube that's my name and i'm here to talk about this film which i guess you could technically classify as somewhat horror adjacent yeah, definitely. It has Massacre in the title, so you know it's going to be... You, it does you know indeed have Massacre in the title. Um, other words which feature in the title are Bro, Dude, and Three. And Party. There is also the word Party. Um, and, of course, there there is also the avatar of the concept of Party within this movie. Yeah, he... he... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. The cameos, the cameos, folks. Um, So this is Dubro Party Massacre 3. Uh, Point of order, there is no Dubro Party Massacre 1 and 2. Yes. Although the contents of the theoretical Dubro Party Massacres 1 and 2 are contained in the first part of the movie. Yeah, this is like, this is just like... It's very Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah, this movie is uh this movie is about the third Dubro Party Massacre that exists in universe. Yes. Um, and the, the, I guess starting out, the framing devices of this movie is that this movie was filmed in the 80s and was banned and is being recorded off of, like, off of TV at, like, 4 a.m. A Minneapolis, yep, a Minneapolis local broadcasting station. Which is, like, a, it's a very charming framing device. I love that shit. Yeah, I love Um, all the, like, the little commercials that they put in for the... Because this is um this is a five second films venture, but they, this one's a lot more than five seconds. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like thinking throughout the entire fucking movie that this movie is so goddamn long compared to how long it actually needs to be, and you think that the actual literal masters of brevity would be able to figure that out. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you hated this movie a lot more than I did. I enjoyed a lot of it. Yeah. It definitely was much longer than it needed to be, and I think I'm just, like, there was so much funny gay in it. <laughs> there was a lot of funny gay in it. And I just, I really, I really just hate to see it at this point. Yeah, I don't know, I'm, are you just inured to it from how many shitty horror movies you've had to watch? Like, I guess, I don't know, there were, like, 
I, I needed, I, it's been a while since, like, this movie, like, tickled my funny bone in a very specific way that I feel, like, there are just so many good jokes and, li- and like, lines in this movie that I'm going to be thinking about for a while. Yeah, most of the things I wrote down were just the kills. Yeah. Uh, because I really, really loved pretty much every single one. Yeah, they were great. Um, but yeah, the it's a movie with a lot of cameos. And yes. Lo- and... All of them blew my goddamn mind when they happened. Yeah. So there were a lot of YouTuber cameos. Like, this is five-second films, and they've worked with people like, you know, Thomas Ridgewell, a.k.a. Tom Scott, who was one of the Ed's, who was, um, you know, one of the people who worked on Ed's World and now has his own uh, studio, Rocket Punch. Um, right. The two guys from Britannic, uh, Brian McElhenney and Nick, uh, I can't remember his last name. Those were the two uh, guys without names, right? Yeah, they were they were uh, turtleneck bro and sweater uh, guy or something flannel flannel bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and of course, like every joke in this movie, it is excessively lampshaded. Yep, uh, Freddie Wong's brother Jimmy Wong was in this. Uh, Jimmy Wong, who I know personally, who I don't know him personally, but like my not my experience with him is through listening to his Magic the Gathering Commander podcast, The Command Zone, <laughs> with Jimmy Wong and Josh Lee Kwai. Wild. Um, he seemed way more familiar to me than he ended up, like, I looked up his, like, his filmography and stuff, I'm like, where do I fucking know this guy from? Fucking Greg Sestero in this movie? Greg Sestero is in this movie, and, like, unlike most of the other cameos, he, like, is in a good chunk of the movie, like, a solid half of it. Well, so are the Britannic guys, they've got... They they survive so much of this movie. Yeah, because it, because you just forget where they are. Like where yeah. where have they been the whole time? Um, <laughs> it's like a lot of the cameos I don't recognize because I just I just don't know YouTubers. Like the right. the closest thing to a YouTuber cameo that I recognized is in one of the later broadcasts, like that are in the commercial breaks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of the news anchors is Katie Stoll of Somewhere News. What? I completely yeah, she, missed that. Yeah, she's in one of the broadcasts later. Hold she's on, there I'm for gonna, like three seconds. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna. <laughs> hold on. I gotta look up. I, I did not. I don't know what Katie Stoll looks like because I don't watch. I, I don't. I, I do not. I've not seen episodes of Some More News, which she is in. I've only seen the ones with uh, uh, Cody. Well, yeah, she's not usually on camera. Ah. I mostly just know what she looks like from following her on social media. Gotcha. Okay. That is wild. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, that was the one that I actually caught. Because, like, I'm, I'm guessing that Five Second Films in their heyday had a lot of crossover with Cracked. That, like, that, that does just, make sense. That tracks in my head. Yeah. Oh, God. But we should probably get into Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. <laughs> right. So, like, the first thing that happens in the movie is that the, like, basically the main dude bro, Brock... Who you think he's is at a party be... and he's at a party and he says dude and everyone says dude bro party. I love, <laughs> I love any um slow motion gag that involves showing repeating shots of two things moving together. Yeah. Where it's just like it's like I'm gonna show this, I'm gonna show it from a slightly different angle, but like not as a continuous shot, like a rewound shot. Yeah. So you just see do... these two you see these two uh Red solo, uh, red cups. solo cups moving together in slow motion for like a solid minute. Mm-hmm. They really, yeah. they really relished being able to spend more than five seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, but then they also like do some like five second film e esque stuff because Brock is like flashing back to the first time 
that the, the the first dude bro party massacre where all of yeah. his bros got killed and then he and his friend Samzy chainsawed uh Motherface to death. Yeah. Uh Motherface being the uh soror the what, what was it the soror what's the, the sorority the mother? Yeah, the sorority mother who did not know how to open a door and so she burned to death <laughs> when the sorority was lit on fire. <laughs> No one taught her how to open doors was probably my first, like, belly laugh of the movie. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And yeah, uh, so, like, he's going over the, the different party massacres that have occurred. Um, I didn't write a lot of detail from the from these parts, although I was keeping a running Ronald Reagan count throughout the movie. There's so much Ronald Reagan in this movie. <laughs> I saw, I saw like, eight individual uses of it, not counting, like, the same Reagan from a different shot. Yeah. So, like, there's the Reagan in the opening, there's the Reagan bust, there's several portraits of Reagan, that's most of it. Yep. The and then, of they... course, there's, there, there's dream we'll sequences. We'll get to that, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So many Reagans in this. Um, but um, in this, he also flashes back to Dude Bro Party Massacre 2, which was, uh, there was a, sh- which happened because, w- what happened there is that the daughter of Motherface uh, took on the mantle and killed a bunch of sorority girls and frat boys who were doing a streaking thing yeah. by putting a live wire into like uh, a wet street that they were all on. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone got killed except for Jimmy Galoshes, Jimmy Galoshes, who was strutting (laughs) around in his yellow Galoshes. But, but the thing that really got me about that is that Brock mentions, I was, I wasn't there. I I had to miss the streaking because I had pink eye. That fart in my face saved my life. (laughs) Um, also worth noting is that Jimmy Galoshes did die. Yeah. Um, because 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 he insisted on touching the titty, touching a dead girl titty. And that's titty tally folks. I feel like oh, yeah, almost every almost every titty tally in this movie is relegated to short shots and in, in flashbacks. Yeah. No 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 main no main t- main titty. It's all yeah. side titty. I mean yeah. it's full it's full full frontal titty, but you know. Yeah. But then side Brock gets titty. Brock gets murdered by his therapist, uh, and then we get our title card of Dude Bro Party Massacre Three. That's where the third one started, right there. I actually thought that it was just gonna be it was going to be like Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, and that was going to be a persistent framing device for the entire movie, um, mm. which would have been funny because that would have been a framing device within a framing device. Yeah. Uh, kind of glad they didn't do that. Honestly. Fucking House of Leaves ass shit. <laughs> we, we don't need that. We don't need Just that. Just nesting so, dolls of framing devices. So naturally, uh, Brock had a twin brother named Brent. Of course, Brent. named Brent. Who Brent is now longboarding across campus. Yep. He does a cool skateboard over some funny gays. One of whom is John Francis Daly from Freaks and Geeks. Never seen the show, so I don't get that. But one of them is, I don't like the funny gay, but I do like the joke where the one guy is just like rubbing sunscreen, like sunscreen into like the exact same spot on his chest for like the, a the minute. The center of his chest, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like not spreading it anywhere, just like creating a fucking Uzumaki spiral of sunscreen <laughs> on, and hair on his chest. Yeah, uh, John Francis Daly was like the main character on Freaks and Geeks, Sam. He doesn't okay. do that much acting now, I don't think. I think he was on, like, Bones or something. Uh-huh. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's a it's a pretty big get, although not compared to some of the later cameos. Um, yeah. Which one of them that we skipped over in the Dude Bro Party Massacres 1 and 2 is Larry King. Oh, yeah, that's right. Larry King got harpooned. <laughs> Larry King got harpooned, and his dying words were nice, what was it, nice form? Yeah. 
the in the Dude Bro Party Massacre uh, two also uh, uh, Chaz something or I don't remember his last name uh, played by Thomas Ridgewell aka Tom Scott. Uh, sticks his hands up the out through his sunroof and gets them cut off because he's a piano player. And then he crashes his car. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and then while longboarding, Brent uh, runs into uh, Nedry Headcheese. Great name. Great name. Who is uh, a nerd in a wheelchair. Um, the they... amount that the wheelchair flies into the air made Stephanie scream laughing. It's pretty, yeah. The the wheel like they they crash and like the skateboard goes flying into the air as does the wheelchair, like fully just right right up into the air. Yeah, and we all know I love an exaggerated impact. It's great. Absolutely, there's this movie is full of exaggerated impacts. Just like, but the the I think this movie might have the highest count of exaggerated impacts if we count all of the foley work that's done. Because like people will like put their arm on someone's shoulder and it will make like a st- a stock like <laughs> punching sound. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, I, I think the sound design in the movie was really strong in general. Yeah. Which I, I suppose that's, like, just from, like, the amount of work they had to do making five seconds impactful. They yeah. really just did that through the whole movie. Yeah, this movie is just, like, stocked to the brim with jokes. Mm-hmm. Not, and they're not all good, but there sure are jokes. Yeah, my next note was literally just lots of funny gay in this one. Yeah... Um, so, uh, Nedry and Brent decide to go to, what is it? Is it Delta, Delta Bi? Delta Bi is the name of the frat. They go to, they go to join the Delta Bi and they're greeted by Greg Sestero, whose name I don't remember. Me neither. They meet the gang, uh, including, uh, Spike, I think, who, quote, rages harder than any of us. And there's like, he's passed out on the couch and there's a cut to him just pissing his pants. Yeah. And then someone says, classic Spike. And, like, the yellowest piss they possibly could have used. Yep. Uh, like, that, man, then, that man's not hydrated. Yeah. Then they meet uh, Turbo, who is... I don't know if this joke ever uh, manifests outside of the subtitles, but in the subtitles, his name is spelled T-U-R-B-E-A-U-X. I, I did love that. Yeah. And then he pulls out a fucking... He pulls out a fucking yaoi paddle and starts smacking Jimmy Wong's ass. and Like, consistently the, for a whole minute. Yeah, it's, honestly, I did find that pretty funny. Just, like, the extended, like, take this, and this, and this, and this. And just, like, the, the 5,000, like, the fucking, like, uh, a Naruto-ass 64 palms strikes of the yaoi paddle. Yeah, and, like, all the repeated shots of Jimmy Wong's face enjoying it. Yeah. I didn't like that as much. Yeah, he... And then there are so many scenes where he is just, like, wearing a dress. Yeah. And it's just not explained or... It's just like he comes into the scene wearing a dress, and then in another another shot, he's back to his normal clothes. Yeah, his normal. He's 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 trying to pledge uh, uh, Delta Bi, but they won't let him because he's vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, okay, we got to No, no, no. Uh, we meet Turb. We we meet Turbo, and we get exposed to his fear of what is the specific way that his phrase like tiny hairy dogs. He, he, yeah, in the, at this point, they only say that his fear is tiny, hairy dogs. Yeah. It does get elaborated on later. Yeah. Um, but he's afraid of tiny, hairy dogs. Yeah, and Brent is like, I, I will also pretend to be afraid of tiny, hairy dogs. He just says he hates tiny dogs and then rips the dog in half, even though the yeah, dog because, was because, a gift uh, to his brother. Yeah, what happens is Turbo opens a closet and there's like a, a stuffed, a small stuffed dog on a string that like swings out and bonks him in the face. 
And then, uh, uh, fuck, Brent is like, oh, I fucking hate tiny dogs. Grrr, and rips the dog's head off. Yeah. He, he, but, needs to, um, he needs to get in with the crew so he can investigate his brother's murder. Yeah, and so he can also do the, and he has to do their senior prank, which involves him and Nedry getting, uh, well, Nedry go, they both, they both get shit-faced. Nedry is subjected to being Ned, Nedward 40 hands. Yeah. Um, and they go up the, they go up this, like, long hill street, and they're like, they're just, like, completely sauce, and they're like, okay, we're at this, we're at this intersection, one way is, uh, the radio radio station, station. (laughs) the college radio station where we're supposed to go to say Dean Pepperstone eats farts. Uh, the other is an airport where they accidentally go and hijack the broadcast tower to say Dean Pepperstone eats farts, in which they call and by doing so they they cause a collision of two seven forty sevens, and also they crash into an orphanage. I can't believe they caused a Breaking Bad season two. They caused a Breaking Bad season two. Like they did that. Uh, that pl- they did they caused a Breaking Bad season two plus an orphanage plus an orphanage indeed. Yeah. So we meet we meet the we meet the fart eating Dean Pepperstone in question. Before is, that, there is a newspaper flash. Oh yes, and the newspaper flash one has one of our Reagan references. Yep, and it's also just, it says Reagan at Camp David again. Yeah, and then also has Dean Pepperstone eats farts as a headline. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, so we we meet we meet the Dean Pepperstone and. She's like, well, you guys have done so much bad with your senior pranks last year. What, what was the one from the year prior? Was it the was that flooding the dam? Flood, flooding flooding <laughs> old Parchtown. Old Parchtown turning it into what? What do they call it? Lakeville. New Lake City. <laughs> New Lake City, <laughs> killing four thousand people. Yeah, and which which, one- which comes with a great gag later when they go to Old Parchtown and it says population like four thousand sixty seven, and then it's just four thousand seventy two is crossed out and it's just seventy two is written yeah. on top of it. Anyway, beep time. I Hell gotta, yeah! I should be shotgunning this, but you know, it's it's, one, it's two in the afternoon. I've only shotgunned a beer like once or twice in my life, and the the most recent time I did it, the can was like pressurized to an extent that I did not know. So I poked the hole in it, and it exploded in my face, and there was like a a a, a, a me shaped outline of beer in the ceiling of my girlfriend's house. Okay, that's fucking sick, though. It was pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! But um, Dean Pepper, what was the uh, other prank that they did? Not the one where they did, like uh deposed a South American dictator. Not that one. Yeah, there was there was another one in the middle there. I don't remember what it was though. I don't I don't remember, but it did lead to a lot of death and destruction, M- yeah. much like all of them do. Yeah, but the one before, but then they're like, Dean Pepperstone, we haven't always been bad. Remember our freshman prank where we deposed a Brazilian dictator, and she was yeah. like, Well, that was pretty good. Which is, um, like, you know, a pretty good bit. Yeah. And then Dean Pepperstone says, yeah, that's why I'm only suspending you guys. And you you are going to have to spend Greek week up, up at the up at the cabin by the lake. Mm-hmm. And then they're, like, all protesting. But then Brock shows up as a force ghost to Brent and is like, Brent, go you got to go. I do love force ghost Brock whenever he shows up. It is pretty good. Um, And then Patton Oswalt shows up. Yeah, Pat Oswalt is in a robe. Yeah, and he call, it's it's fu- it's very fucking uh, Todd versus the Book of Pure Evil. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Reagan watch. There's a giant Reagan portrait behind him. There's a huge Reagan portrait behind him. <laughs> oh man, I should go. I should watch more of Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. I'm not familiar a, with it. 
It's a it's a very Canadian show. I should be aware of it then. It's I don't know if it's good. I mean, look at the movie we're watching. You got a point. It, yeah. Um but so uh Dean Dean Pepperstone talks to uh Patton Oswalt police chief robe man and is like yeah, yeah, yeah virgin sacrifice blah 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 they're all set to go die by to motherface um and then motherface shows up and kills dean pepperstone by um what does she do to dean pepperstone you know what i didn't write this kill down somehow it does splatter blood onto the reagan bust which is a thing i do remember that is pretty good probably just cuts her neck or something yeah so then uh, Patton Oswalt, um, you don't see he's the police chief right away. He's just a guy in a robe being weird. Right, uh, but then he pulls off his hood and he's the police chief and he calls uh, Sergeant Agent, what, what what's her name, Buttaker? Buttaker. Yeah. Um, and I just, like, the, every time that there was a cop scene, I just did not give a shit. Like, the, the one good joke is the one cop being obsessed with David Letterman top tens. And yeah. that's... I, the rest of it, I just don't give a shit about. But Patton Oswalt calls the cops and is like, "Okay, we need to go ver- make make spink. We need to go make uh, Detective Officer Sminkle a virgin sacrifice, Officer Buttaker." And then he calls Sminkle in, who's just been doing lines of coke off his desk, and it's like, "Okay, uh, we have you. We, there's a vitamin C shortage, and the dude bros at, of Delta Buy." Are bags of oranges. You got to go bop them on the nose and turn. You gotta and bop them on the nose. Fucking. <laughs> fucking. It is probably one of the ass. most impressive deadpans in the whole movie. Yeah. Because I don't it, think I'd be able to say that sentence out loud without laughing. Yeah. Um. It's and so fucking o- stupid. And Officer Sprinkle is like, we've got to go. Come on, come on, Officer Buttaker. Let's go do this. Um. And the dude bros have stolen. Uh. So there is a dude bro named Todd, who is the smartest guy in the frat, and his girlfriend, Samantha, has a motorhome, which she has prepared for their for her and Todd's three-month anniversary. Uh, and they just they just fucking hijack it and take it to the to the cabin on the lake. Yeah. They and, th- there's yeah. a moment where they make where they make uh Brent do a speech, and I don't remember what the what the gist of the speech is. He's just like, I, I now see why Brock vibed with you guys so hard. And um titties and then the entire it's it's like that fucking xavier renegade angel sports 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 sports, sports. (laughs) where they're just like yeah titties and like one of the guys is like oh i love how they feel (laughs) they they really channeled the right id for the characters that they were playing oh absolutely because like it it almost you can't really explain over just like talking about the movie just like how exaggerated all these characters are like every motion no we, we did mention like every motion is accompanied by like ridiculously over the top foley um yeah. but also like their facial expressions whenever they do or say anything are bonkers yeah it's it's great but they um so they roll up to old they roll, roll up to new lake city formerly all old parched town old parched town <laughs> and they meet a guy who is just like weeping over like a a, a a small field of graves who are later revealed to be his family members and he's like yep your guys' prank last year killed my whole family, but my paddle boat business is booming. No one needed a paddle boat in old parts town. But now in New Lake City, it's all anyone needs. Just specifically paddle boats, too. It's great. Yeah. 
Um, Nedry is like, you, you guys, do you have a paddle boat that will fit my, that, that will accommodate me? And they're like, nope, uh, you can ride, t if you just ride 20 miles though, if you can just uh, roll your wheelchair 20 miles, we'll, uh, you'll, you'll get it. And he's like, F you guys. And then Brent just says, you, you're in college now. You can swear. And he doesn't swear. He tries to, but it's, it's, he can't do it's, it. it's Wario trying to get Mario to say fuck comic. <laughs> Sonic is in the bushes waiting to see if he's a good boy. Yeah, Sonic is trying to figure out if... Okay, hold up. I'm going to do something inadvisable and take Smile out and keep a very close eye on her so that she does not shit on the floor. He's going to set a salt circle around her. Yeah. No poopy. Um, okay, Smile, do you have anything to say about this movie? She's fine. Um... <laughs> Ol' Iron Arms Nedry can make it, though. Yeah, Ol' Iron Arms Nedry can make it. He gets, like, halfway there and just starts saying fuck a lot. Not He doesn't yeah. get halfway there. He, like, starts off on his journey as, like, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. I hate um, this fucking creek. Uh, Brent gives him his longboard and is like, in case your wheelchair explodes. Yeah, I mean, it comes in useful. Yeah. Uh... I love, so th I love that when they're in the motorhome going towards the cabin, there's uh, a song playing over the radio that's just, Nobody's gonna die. We're <laughs> all gonna that. keep on living. Most of the songs in the movie are just clearly made by the crew and cast of the movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which yeah. I do love. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, Motherface shows up and is about to do her next kill. But instead, because uh, she pulls out a bow and arrow and is about to shoot the paddle boat guy who's out on the lake. Uh, but instead, the paddle boat guy just pulls out a gun and shoots himself. It's like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah, she just kind of like puts her bow down, bow and arrow down and kind of shrugs about it. Yeah. Um, let's see. What what happens next? Oh, we get more cop shit. Uh, Sminkle is, Officer Sminkle is doing Letterman jokes. Uh, and... Uh, uh, they stop a guy who is slapping some kid and Sminkle runs up to the kid and is like, Hey, here's a hundred dollars in a copy of, uh, Grapes, of, Grapes Wrath. of Wrath. Go run into the woods. Which like, that's a joke just aimed at like just a very specific type of person. Yeah. And I do like it. Um, they, they, uh, also, uh, accidentally run over the, the, the person who was hitting the kid. Later. I think he was doing it on purpose. You think Nedry was doing it on purpose, or not Nedry? Spinkle, uh, spink, spinkle, binkle. Yeah, and the... then and then there's like the extended pedophilia joke, which does not stop for the remainder of the movie. Yeah, which, I don't. Like, I... I don't know why they insisted on it. Yeah, I'm just not gonna talk about that one. That one's just like not fun. Uh, anyway, the, but they do have a later when they find out that the kid uh, that they ran over the kid. I don't think he does it on purpose because later when we get back to them and they discover the body, uh, Sminkle is like, oh, why does it have to be not a person anymore? <laughs> Which is admittedly a pretty good line. It's a, it's a good line. So they, but, they, uh, they park the car to wait for wolves to deal with the carcass. Uh-huh. And then we go back to the cabin where the boys have gotten there and uh, Andrew W.K. as Ripstick shows Ripstick! up. Ripstick! Is this his only scene before the end credits? Yes. Because they just, they just forget about him. That's great, honestly. He puts in a cassette that he puts in a cassette and is like, all right, time to work, guys. And um, it's time to sorry, clean smi and smile, we're going smile to clean. Is sitting on my Smile is sitting on my Behringer box and I just want to make sure she's not messing with my gain. <laughs> No! <laughs> Baby doing podcast crimes. Aw. 
We love when the babies do podcast crimes. Nanu's fully asleep right now, so he can't be bastard. Oh, I'm so glad. I could just see him curled up into a ball in one of the boxes. Yep. Uh, but so they do a whole bunch of cleaning. There's a there's a fun joke that I think... That, there's a really good joke where Andrew W.K. starts carrying a ladder, and then it just, like, is a super-duper long ladder. That's just, a, that's just a funny joke. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So he carries the ladder, and he goes up onto the roof. And then oh, uh, right. one of the guys takes the ladder, Turbo and that's why he's still yep. up there at the end. Yep. Because <laughs> I was wondering when the last time we saw him was, and yeah, it's him going onto the roof. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they're like, okay, guys, we cleaned the house. Time to party. And someone pops up the cassette, and on one side, it's the, the side that was just playing, it says work hard, and they flip it around, and it says party hard on the other side. And then they hit play, and it's not the song Party Hard by Andrew W.K. No. <laughs> it's just like some... Well, Andrew W.K. didn't exist in the 80s. That's true. He didn't. You're right. You're so right. I am It's just so some, right. some milk toast keyboard party music. Yeah. They go. They party for like 0.2 seconds before Murderface flips the lights off. And Derek is like, okay, I guess I got to go flip the light switch. I fucking hate tool sheds. But I'm going to go do it. I, I hate tools. I hate handiwork. Yeah. And then there's like a weird gag where his French dad spits in his face. Yeah. But it's like, it's like a... Um, like a force ghost of his of his dad. Yeah. And he spits and on his face and then he turns the, around and the spits there for real, which yeah, also a good gag. The uh, the subtitles say, if you're reading these subtitles, uh, I don't remember what the rest of the line is, but the line does start with if you're reading these subtitles. If you're I reading these subtitles, they've locked me in a basement to force me to write subtitles. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he, goes, he goes out there to, to flip the power on, but he gets attacked by Murderface, who jams a hoe into his head, which shoves him into the fuse box, which turns the power back on so everyone gets back to dancing. Uh, and then Murderface says, bros before hoes. Yeah. Or hoes before bros? One it's hoes before bros, yeah. Yeah. Every murder line is good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, And then, is this when we get the flashback to the... the tw- is this when we get a flashback to uh, Brent and Brock doing the fucking Winklevoss shit? Yeah, doing the dancing. Yeah. And then and then he goes... That's when he goes into the attic. Yes, and, me, and says hi to Samzy. Who insists on dancing with him and also keeps calling him Brock. Yeah, but uh, he, like, does the fucking, it's like, you know, the catch me, and, like, he wants him to, like, fucking hoist him up, like, uh, dirty dancing style, yeah. but Brent has skinny-ass weak arms and just drops him and and Samzy's neck breaks. Yeah, and then he goes so, back downstairs and Samzy's there. Yeah, uh, they also put uh, Jimmy Wong, a.k.a. Sizzler, into something called the Beef Box, which has Do you ever understand hole. what beefing is in this context? I would I would guess puking for some reason. That is what I thought, but it doesn't make any sense contextually. <laughs> yeah, but um, then so Sizzler and sorry, Smile just knocked like four things off my desk while jumping through the floor. She's a baby. She is criminal. You are criminal. She's never done anything wrong in her life. This is true, and I love you, Smile. She. So they, uh, Sizzler, Jimmy Wong, and a guy named ZQ, who's been filming the whole thing because he's the film bro. Um, yeah. They go out into the woods and they have a moment together. Uh, and while they're out in the woods, uh, uh, Spike is like, there's been a murder. Someone murdered all the beer. And yeah, his greatest fear is running out of beer. Yeah. So he like goes out, he like runs out into the woods to, uh, to find more find- beer. To find more beer. 
Uh, and he does stumble across a tap or a, a, a beer a keg. keg. And he's a keg. Yeah. Doesn't have a tap. He's like, oh, it doesn't have the tap. And then Murder Face or Mother Face shows up and jams the tap into his head, fills his red solo cup. He drinks it and then dies. And she says, it's all head. Yeah. Which is, one, the best kill in the whole movie. Because it's yeah. the most on theme one of all the kills. Uh-huh. And two, is probably also the best murder line. Yeah, definitely. Because it was literally blood coming out of his head. Uh, we cut back to the tent, to the lodge where uh, uh, Turbo is doing arm wrestling, and also Brian and Nick from Britannic are uh, Turtleneck Bro and Flannel Bro are talking about uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is, is a good gag, <laughs> a really good gag. Yeah, but like, so wait, Hamlet isn't in the play? Yeah, no, it's just two guys who everyone thought was unimportant, and then, that that seems kind of self indulgent. Yeah, <laughs> just really good. Yeah, which I I didn't. I didn't understand why they were saying that in context, but that I, I didn't actually realize till later that they were completely unnamed. Yeah. Which, oh, um, I yeah. get it, I get it. It, it was it's a good bit. <laughs> Sorry for the smile, Chronicles, but she is currently trying to drink out of her water through the glass of her tank. On the outside. She's a baby! She is a baby, she just has no brain cells. I mean, Sorry, who among us? She is a baby, but she just has no brain cells. Like, who among us, though? Ah, she's a queen. Absolute queen. Oh, she doesn't want her water anymore now that she's inside. So I guess the next the next kill is uh, is ZQ then. Um, ye- no, because uh, Todd gets Todd gets killed first. Right, right, you're right. So what happens is Samantha, Todd's girlfriend, shows up, and it's there's a very funny joke of like a hand appears in the window, and everyone's like. <gasps> And then another hand appears at the window, and it's got beer in it, and everyone's like, yeah! And then uh, Samantha appears, and everyone's like, aww. No! <laughs> Made me laugh. Yeah. Um, but they're like, there's no girls allowed, Todd. You gotta go. And uh, uh, Todd is fucking arm wrestling. Or not Todd. Uh, Turbo is arm wrestling with Brent. God, there's just so many names in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And they're all stupid. Yeah, Turbo is arm wrestling with Brent, and if Brent loses, Turbo gets to look in his journal, but Brent wins, and Todd gets sent outside to sleep with Samantha in the tent, and he's like, He's like, but she's gonna try to take my virginity! Yeah. (laughs) One of the best line deliveries in the movie. It's great. And And then naturally, when you look into the tent, they are indeed fucking. Oh, yeah, totally. Um... She's, like, trying to get Brent to bust... She's trying to get uh, Todd to bust in her. But um, well, as soon as... As, as busting occurs, uh, Motherface shows up and stabs Todd in the back and then says, should have pulled out. Should have pulled out. I... The way that that sequence played out to me, it almost seemed like he busted because he was stabbed through the chest. Yeah, that might have been the case. Because that's just really good to me. Like you know how you sh- you know you know how you like you poop yourself when you die. Yeah, it's the same with coming. Yeah, <laughs> it just it just blasts out. Corpses blast sick ropes. It's just a fact. <laughs> oh my god, she there for some reason like she gets uh, Samantha. Well, s- before Todd gets stabbed, Todd's or, yeah, Todd's like. Oh, you're, I, I'm not, I, I don't know, I don't really do this. And then Samantha turns to the camera and gets demon face and says, yeah. Put your delta by seed in me. <laughs> Which is not returned to in any way, shape, or form. No. 
it, it's basically like she, she she is creating the next generation of Delta buys. This this is deep. This is deep, dude. Bro, party massacre lore is okay. that uh, people like uh, Samantha are around to create the next generation of Delta buys so that they can continue causing havoc. I just made that up. Don't worry about it. Thanks. So uh, ZQ and Sizzler are are go- are roaming through the woods, and Sizzler is like, "Oh man, I wish I could take this box off." And then a tree falls on ZQ, and ZQ is like, "Oh, get my camera! This is great footage." And he won't let Sizzler take off the box to help. At which point, uh, Motherface shows up and like yanks ZQ, lassoes his top half, and yep. then tears him in half by pulling him upwards. And then says, "It's raining men." Yeah, and then, of course, it, all the other bros had just jumped into the lake. And um, when they jump into the lake, they oh, yeah, see, goes, they see ZQ's forward. top half. Yeah, yeah, it goes forward to the next morning. Um, and they um, they they go up, they, they go in the pool, and they see, like, the top half of ZQ on a zip line, and the bottom, where the bottom half would be is obscured by rocks, so they don't see that he's torn in half. They're like, look, ZQ overcame his fear of heights. Yeah. Which is, there's a really good gag about that later, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, yeah. So then ZQ's top half uh, goes down the zip line and spills blood over everyone, and the body drops into the water and falls into Old Parchtown, Old Parchtown, and brings, and a lot of, what is it, mannequins f- f- float to the surface? Oh no, it lands on the roof of the old building for the paddle, bo- paddle boat business. Yes. And then the roof breaks open, and then the family of, the, 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 fam- the aforementioned family of, uh, the paddle oh, boat, the paddle boat guy owner guy <laughs> all floats to the surface. And it's really funny because like they're clearly in like standing water. Uh-huh. Like the point the point in the water that they're in is clearly like they're able to stand up in it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's implied that like from the bottom of the lake these corpses are coming and washing around them. Yeah. It's which great. is just like a really good continuity breaking gag. Um and, and around at the same time, Samantha wakes up and discovers that Todd is dead. Uh so the the Delta Bi guys start running screaming towards the cabin, and Samantha starts running screaming towards the Delta Bi guys. She's screaming, Todd is dead, and Turbo just fucking decks her. Just a full lariat right to the face. Uh, and made me that made me laugh pretty hard. It's it's well, especially because they, they sell that impact so well. Yeah, there's some great uh, physical comedy in this in this uh, movie because the next thing is uh, they're like in the cabin and Turbo is like, she killed Todd. Now she's gonna kill us. Also, uh, hey Samzy, you're you were a you were a baseball player, right? And he was like, he's like starting pitcher. And I thought this was gonna be a gag about how pitchers don't know how to hit the baseball. Like, like but no, he's actually really good at hitting baseball. But, well, he doesn't hit baseball because the thing that he does is, like, he stances up like he's about to hit it. And then as soon as she, as soon as they open the door for Samantha, he, like, throws it like a javelin at her face. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good, yeah. Uh, and then Turbo puts on a shirt just to rip it off ten seconds later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know why. But I think find- he, I, they had a lot of shirt ripping in this movie. I think they just like to do it. Yeah, so we find out that uh, the the reason that Samzy died but also didn't is because the Samzy that died is a robot clone of his of himself that Samzy made, which is really making me question whether or not Todd is truly the smart was the smartest one with this frat. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he's so distraught over Robo Samzy being dead, uh, he runs out to the lake uh, and gets to the end of the pier. Motherface shoots a mind control device into his head and makes him beat himself up to death. I, I just loved the repeated shots of her remote control mm-hmm. uh, where well, it shows loosened bowels. And it's just really, 
Chekhov's loosened bowels button? Because I was just waiting for her to hit that button. Because yeah, you don't be, you don't display a loosened bowels button without hitting it in the third act. Yeah, the the thing is that uh, uh, it the the loosened bowels button it, it looks like an RC car uh, uh, controller. Um, and so like the up and down switch is just the down is tear out tongue and the top is loosened bowels. bowels. He does very much tear out his tongue. Yeah, and then she makes him poop his pants before falling into the river and dying. Yes. And I, it's like you guys haven't faced any consequences. You could at least have a tongue lashing, and he does yeah. very much whip himself with his own tongue. It's pretty good. And then she kisses him and says, "What? No tongue?" and shoves him into the lake. Yeah. Um, and it looks for a second like we're about to have another like body float down to Old Parchtown, but then it cuts to the commercial. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what the uh, what the what prompts this line, but my next note is just, "What's your problem, man? I have a hairy dick." Yeah, I guess this is where. This is shortly before he dies then, huh? Yes, right before Turbo dies. But uh, So we find out why Turbo hates uh, small, shitty dogs. And Matt, would you like to explain to us? Um, it's because Turbo hates their tiny, hairy dicks because he also has a tiny, hairy dick. And he hates it. And he hates it. And he hates being reminded of it. Um, so naturally, Turbo dies by being assaulted by dogs and their tiny hairy dicks. Right, and but, we but, get like Well, for well first for, before that, uh Sizzler gets killed because his his veggie stash has been pilfered. Uh and then Motherface uh flushes his tummy his tummy his uh tummy guts down the toilet. Yep. Uh and then fe- force feeds him his own heart, making him break vegan edge. Yeah, so he lost his vegan powers. Yeah. We know how that's how it goes. Exactly. Uh, but then Turbo is, like, in the basement, and he finds a gun with one bullet, and then a fucking flipping dog, like, one of those little flipping dog toys yeah. comes out, and is followed by a legion of tiny dogs, which attack him, and we see just a bunch of photos, uh, black and white photos of dog dicks. Yeah, like a full minute of dog dicks on the screen. And he hates them so much. He hates them so much that he blasts himself in the head with the one bullet, with the one bullet gun. He gets the, he gets the only humane death in the movie. Yeah. But, uh, so then all that's left is, uh, well, the only characters who the movie treats as being left alive are, uh, Brent and Samantha at this point. Yeah. I love uh, the gag of looking for Sizzler. It's so good because they, they, they say they split it because, uh, Samantha's like, well, have you seen Sizzler? And Brent, like, has a voiceover. It's like, to be honest, I'd kind of forgotten who Sizzler was. And then he says, <laughs> we should split up and look for him. I forgot who Sizzler was. And then they show, like, a silhouette with a question mark on it. Yeah. And then a silhouette of a dolphin. Yeah. Um, so he is like going through different rooms and then also just going through different, like former previous scenes. Yeah. Like he's just movie, gre- like, awkwardly green screened into the scene where he's dancing with his brother and into one yeah. of the news broadcasts and the commercial break. Yeah. That, that was really good. Um, but, uh, so, uh, uh, Samantha like finds Sizzler's dead body and talks to, tells Brent about it. And she's like, Brent, I'm pregnant. And then this fuck, this fucking sucks. <laughs> where she's where, she, where like she gets chest burstered, but because she gets stabbed through the back and then the baby comes out the front. Yeah, she gets stabbed through the stomach and the new and the the fetus which had formed in the past like eight hours had, yeah. comes out. Well, yeah, because she said they, they, she said um, all of the Delta buys are dead, and then it's like except for this one. And then naturally, since Motherface is there to extinguish the Delta buys, mm-hmm. yep. It was it it sucked, but at the same time. Pretty good visual visual comedy. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
so uh, Brent is now like running into the woods to get away from Motherface, and he runs into Turtleneck Bro and Flannel Bro, who are like bleeding out, and they're like, "You don't even know our names, do you?" And he's like, "Sure, I do." Uh, t- Turtleneck Bro and Flannel Bro, and they're like, "Oh, lucky guess, just because we're named after what we always wear." <laughs> It's a good joke. It's a good joke. And then they get stabbed in the head with a fucking spear or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bre- Brent. Brent gets tackled to the ground by Motherface and j- barely, narrowly dodges an axe attack, at which point he starts to reveal, I know who you are. You're Ronald Reagan. Yeah, Ronald Reagan. And then goes to this fully elaborate pro- plot, like Hot Fuzz style. Mm-hmm. Except that one of the portions of it is a sex change. So it's kind of like Ace Ventura 1. Yeah. In that. There is a really good joke there where they flash back to ZQ dying on the zipline where they're like, oh, hey, ZQ's finally overcome his fear of heights. And Turtleneck Bro is like, well, we never established that he has a fear of heights. And Brian and uh, uh, Flannel Bro is just like, yeah, this this movie is a fucking wreck. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah. But that that's that's revealed to be a dream sequence pretty quickly. Uh- yeah, unfortunately. I really wish Reagan had been the bad guy in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the bad guy of real life. Yeah. I'm thinking about the one scene. I'm thinking about the, the one flaw that the first season of The Americans had, which is that Reagan didn't actually die, sadly. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, that's also the flaw of reality. Society, if Reagan had died. Yeah. I mean, died after he got shot. I mean, he's dead now. He is dead now. <laughs> yeah. Ronald Reagan has been dead for 16 slutty, slutty years. God, that long, huh? Mm-hmm. He was the last president to die before H.W. died. That's wild. Uh, I don't know how much of this is real, but uh, Sam, in this dream sequence, it's implied that Sam Z caused the Challenger explosion, which made me laugh pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. He, but, uh, what did he say he did? He, he put Pop Rocks and Cola yep. into the Challenger. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> was that one of their pranks? <laughs> it may have been. That might be the other one. But uh, he wakes up from his dream and again narrowly dodges Motherface's uh, fatal attack. Uh, and he, she has him pinned. And then right before the final axe blow comes to Brent, uh, a skateboard flies across his chest because Nedry is back. He made it, and he, he has tamed. It. He has tamed all of the animals in the forest, and also the were and also swearing. Yeah, and then naturally he immediately gets piled through the head with a spear. Yep, it's yeah, and then he dies, and then uh, Brent like absorbs the power of all of the dead bros who have shown up as force ghosts, and goes like fucking that like that one picture of the super ripped guy who looks like Ego Raptor wearing like the black shirt. Craig, you know the one, yeah, Craig. <laughs> um, he does look exactly like that, and he beats he beats Motherface to death. Yeah, and then the, I guess that's how that's how he wins. Um, and then we get like I guess like a coda about the cops, um, which I only want to bring up because Patton Oswalt is really mad that Sminkle didn't die because he was supposed to be the Virgin Sacrifice. Uh, yeah. So Patton Oswalt goes into his office and fucking explodes. He he answers the phone and then he explodes. Yep, it's revealed that Butaker has been a bag of oranges this whole time, and there's a fucking sequence. Yeah, forgive me for this reference, but um fucking there's a drawn together joke that makes me laugh every time i think about it where uh i don't remember the characters it was like foxy brown or something she has a flashback yeah. to every spelling bee she's ever won but it's actually been against a pineapple every time 
<laughs> yeah, so all the all the former scenes of uh, of Buttercur and Sminkle together, it's revealed that she was just a bag of oranges the whole time. Yeah. Uh, including the one where she had sex with him to avoid him being the virgin sacrifice. Uh-huh. And then, so she he bops her on the nose, and she turns into oranges, and then the county's orange crisis is saved. And the last shot of the movie is uh, uh, Sminkle, like, crying as he juices oranges. Yeah, and also there's oranges raining from the sky. Yeah, and then uh, for a little post credit scene, we do get Andrew W.K. just, like, making a little tune on the rooftop. Yeah, well, well that's the mid credit scene. The actual post credit scene. Oh, I didn't is, stick around for the post credits. Yeah, it's it's another um, of Brent going through a scene, going, Sizzler. <laughs> there, there's just good. one more right at the end of the credits. That's good. Oh, okay. Anyway, remember how Jimmy Wong is in the live action Mulan? I don't. Is that movie out or is that still coming out? I. It was supposed to come out in March, uh, but coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so on a scale of zero to five, God, there's so many things that it could be in this movie, but, uh, on, Bags a, scale of oranges. Of, on a scale of zero to five, work hard slash play hard, ta- party hard tapes, cassette tapes. How many work hard slash party hard cassette tapes would you give this movie? I'd give it a three, I think. There's yeah. a lot of enjoyable things about this movie, but there's a lot that held it back for me. One thing being it's absolutely ludicrous length considering what it was. Yeah, this movie did not need to be uh, uh, fucking... An hour and 40 minutes! Absolutely not. I mean, part of that's credits, but still, it didn't need to be much over an hour. Yeah. Um, You could have cut the the long-running Sminkle pedophilia joke. You could have just cut the cops out of the... You could have cut the cops out of this movie 100%. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have Patton Oswalt. You'd have to give him something else to do. You could have just put Patton Oswalt elsewhere in this movie. He could have just been a wizard. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of a wizard that's actually a cop. Yeah. God, and then he, and then he could have done his naughty caprice joke for the whole thing. Yeah. God, what if Pat, what if Patton Oswalt had become the nightman and said, a delightful caprice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was revealed that, uh, well, I, we completely skimmed over it, but it was revealed that uh, Motherface was the, the therapist. And that's why she knew everyone was the... I mean, we knew Motherface she... was the therapist from earlier. It was just revealed to the characters that Motherface was the therapist. Yeah. Which ties into our question for this week from At Age of Oddish, who wants to know, do you think this movie would be would be fractionally better if Motherface had won and killed all the frat guys at the end? She seemed pretty justified, IMO. Well, she technically succeeded in killing every member of Delta Bi. Because Brent 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 was a pledge and he was never actually accepted in and he was only there to investigate his brother's death. Exactly. Although they all did merge into his body and you never see them unmerge. So he might just look like Craig forever. Yeah, he might just be like that for all time. Yeah. But no, Motherface was definitely justified. I mean, that, that's kind of the whole thrust of the movie, right? Is that the, the dude bros have caused so much death and destruction in their lives. Yeah. That this is like, you see that the, them dying is a net positive to the world. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing about uh, the part of the, uh, the Reagan conclusion um, that was in his dream sequence is that, like, the, the deposing of the South American dictator allowed Ronald Reagan to move in. And you yeah. know that um, if you're deposing anyone in South America and Ronald Reagan sees it as a positive, they were probably left-wing. Yeah. So even their ostensibly positive action um, was definitely installing a military junta in South America. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Thanks, no, Reagan. yeah, it would have been better if the, if the if Mother Phase won in the end, I think. I would agree with that. Um. So we're going to go into recommendations now. 
Uh, Matt, what are you going to recommend this week? I need a moment to think about what I'm actually fucking recommending. I'm assuming someone's already recommended this before, but I'm going to recommend uh, the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Mm, okay. Because we just watched, like, all of that in, like, the last week and a half, and nice. it's real good. Hell yeah. It, it carries on the sp- spirit of the movie, which is, like, they're very similar tonally, and obviously they have the same framing device of it being a documentary, mm-hmm. um, but it very much makes it its own with its own characters and its own, like, a different setting. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's a bit of a different tone. It's a bit less um, dry than the movie is, because mm-hmm. the the movie's like a lot more deadpan, I think, than the show is. I think the show is more like aiming for joke jokes, yeah, less than just like kind of character awkwardness jokes, which is like you know that's what Taika Waititi kind of excels in. Yeah, and uh, I I think the show's been doing really well so far. It's very funny. Um, I re- I finally recognized where I knew some of the characters from. Um, there's a character named Colin Robinson who's an energy vampire, which is okay. a concept introduced for the show. And sure. basically, the whole thing is that he just talks people and bores them to death, and then like siphons the energy from them. Okay. And he was also a character on Better Call Saul in the early seasons, who was like a pharmacist turned drug dealer, and ah. he's real good. And nice. then of course Nandor Nandor is like a is like an Iranian king from like back before Iran was formed. Like he has like a fake country that he's supposed to be the leader of and he was in a very good black comedy movie called Four Lions. Um which I recommend with like a caveat that it's like about like uh terrorist suicide bombers and it's a dark comedy. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, a bit much. But I really liked it. So I could also recommend that. It also has Riz Ahmed in it, and I love Riz Ahmed, so... Nice. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be... I started rewatching Hunter Hunter, a.k.a. Hunter x Hunter. Uh, the the proper way to say it is Hunter Hunter, but people don't know what I'm talking about if I don't put the X in there I know, sometimes. I, I, I understand, but, you know, I wouldn't use my level of understanding as a baseline yeah. by any means. Um. So, yeah, I've just been rewatching that, and you know what? It's still really good. Uh, Tagashi knows what Tagashi knows how to write a fun shonen. Uh, I've just you know I, I'm still only in, like the first season of it, uh, but I'm coming up on the end of that. So I you know I, there's there's like I'm like in the middle of watching twenty different twenty different new to me shows, but I am st- I'm just deciding hmm today I will watch Hunter Hunter instead. I will watch my fr- I will watch my friends Gon and Kilua and Karapika and Leorio do be friends together. And oh, so that's what all those guys. names are. Yeah. <laughs> There's always something when I like um, like look into an anime more than just like being passively aware of it, and it's like, oh, that's what those names are. Yeah, just like the names <laughs> you've been. That's what I've been. That's what I've been experiencing with Final Fantasy XIV, where characters will show up and like, oh, that's who the people on my timeline have been horny about for the last two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, it's kind of like that with Final Fantasy VII, but I feel like I already knew all those characters' names. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much for being on this episode, Matt. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, well, I run this little podcasting network called Noisespace.xyz. Um, I've just been recently moving us to new hosting, um, which is going to allow hosts to have, like, actual analytics. You'll, like, know who's listening and how many people are listening to your episodes of your show. Which is something that has been formerly hidden to us. So that's nice. It also means oh, yeah. that the feed won't go down all the time. I'm also working on a new website for it, which, um, I mean, if you ask me, I can show you where it is, but otherwise it's, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, we're updating the website to make it more good, not like shit. 
The only problem is like um, we have good front like before we had good back end development, but not great like front end like theme stuff. And now we have good front end theme stuff and no one to work on back end. So it's a lot of really hacky solutions behind the scenes, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've got a couple of podcasts there. Myself, uh, I'm on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. I'm on Giants Confirmed, and they might be Giants con- podcast. I'm on Tuning Fork, which is about Pitchfork and the and the media hype machine surrounding it, back from like the early 2000s and, and late 2010s. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on Elite Full Restore, which is about Pokemon. I really need to get an episode recorded at some point before the DLC comes out. Uh, but you know, it's, I'm trying to find. The, I should finish Pokemon Shield. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to. It's it's okay. You don't need to. Like, okay, but the thing is, I did. I never caught a phalanx, and I feel like that's a. Oh, well, you have failing. to. You have to see them in the wild too. They're so good in the overworld. Oh, I can't wait to see those little. I cannot wait to see my little boys. Yeah, they just they just wiggle around. It's so good. Hell yeah. Um, and then yeah, the other show that I have on Noid Space is not actually updated, so I don't need to mention it. I still gotcha. have it though. It's still there. Yeah, Field Guide to Canada. Yeah, we have two episodes recorded in 2016, and none since. Nice. That, listen, it, it has all the information you could possibly need about Canada. Yeah, the tragically hip and bagged milk. What else do you need to know? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, okay, so if you want to find us, we're Fearbaiting everywhere. That's on Twitter, that's Gmail, that's Patreon. Patreon.com slash Fearbaiting supports this and the Wonder Years. Uh... Thank you very much. Uh, $1 a month gets you early access to episodes. Ten bu- 5 bucks a month gets you a shout-out each week. Uh, and 10 bucks a month gets you all of that, plus a uh, you get to make us watch a movie. Also, 5 bucks gets you, gets, lets you send in a message. So thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, P- Kit Spindler, and Ducky Aisha. We love you all so much. Um, thank you very much to Seda for their intro and outro music. You can find more of their music under uh, that they make under the name People You Meet Outside of Bars. Head to gay, head to gaygothvibes.online for more of that. The greatest uh, URL of all time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you very much to Blair for being my constant editor and for the new show art, which might be showing up in your podcatcher. Uh, it if should. Not... I've already replaced it, like, as we're recording this. I've already replaced cool. it, so it should show up by the time the episode's out. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you very much, Blair, for editing and the new podcast art. Uh, absolutely fucking bangs. Um... And uh, if you want to find more of me, uh, I'm on the previously mentioned Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, like Matt said, I am on the Wonder Yerks with the, with the aforementioned Blair and Seda. Uh, oh, yeah. And if you want to find uh, Blair, he's on Twitter at Blair Kitch. And I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenya. S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. And I think that's going to be... Oh, I was on City Girls Make Do uh, this past week. By the time you're hearing this, the episode's already out. Uh, It was, as always, a rootin' tootin' good time. You have Uh, to be on every possible 69. It's just the rules. Just just the rules. And I was on every... I've I've been on an episode for every season also. Yeah. So, proud of me. I'm Um, going to be on uh, Podcabbages. I'm actually recording that later today. I don't know which one's going to be out first, but... Podcabbages. Recording. It's happening, folks. Um, and I think that's gonna do it. So, uh, until next week, I'm Sarah. I'm Matt. And remember, you could put a fucked up dude bro anywhere. Good night, everyone. (laughs) 